You are listening to Real Relationship Talk, a podcast helping married and pre-married couples build lasting love from above. Got problems? Let's solve them. Because real trials need real truth. Now it's time to get in the game with your relationship coach and host, Dana Shea. Well, hello, my friends. This is Dana Shea, and you are listening to Real Relationship Talk. Today, we are in episode 97, and as I stated on last week's show, this is going to be a little two-part mini-series on fixing my boring marriage. Now, hopefully, you've had the chance to listen to episode 96, which was last week's show, where we really laid the foundation for what happens when our marriages get boring. Why do our marriages get boring? Is that a thing that we should be concerned about. And as I said last week, I'll say it again, that just because your marriage is boring does not mean it's broken. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to episode 96, go ahead and do that and then come back to this one because we are building here. We're building on a foundation. So before I jump into our content for today, I just want to read to you all a review. And this review came from Instagram, which, hey, if you're not following me on Instagram, be sure to head on over to Instagram at some point. That's the great thing about podcasts. You can keep listening to this and then just go ahead and head on over to Instagram. Follow me at Mrs. Dana Shea. That's at M-R-S-D-A-N-A-C-H-E. So this review came in on Instagram from Crystal. And Crystal says, hey, Dana, I don't know how I found your podcast. Maybe it was referred to me by Apple Podcasts. But I just wanted to let you know that I love how real you are. I was actually sewing the other day and listening to your podcast and literally busted out laughing because you are so funny. Thanks so much for keeping it real. I appreciate your show. And Crystal, girl, you are welcome. Today is going to get real, real. Like I said in last week's show, so many people have this idea of marriage as being this total excitement adventure all the time. You guys have probably seen the memes or the posts on social media that's like, marriage is just one long sleepover with your best friend. I'm like, really? Mm, Let's think about that. I don't know what kind of sleepovers you all went to as a kid, but as a kid, my sleepovers were full of scary movies and pranks, inappropriate jokes, and staying up to 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning or not going to sleep at all. Like, I'm not trying to live that life as an adult. I'm sorry. No. Okay? So I don't need one endless sleepover between me and my best friend. What I need is a fulfilling, sustainable relationship that, yes, at times, will have some seasons of boredom. And again, as we talked about last week, being bored in your marriage is not the kiss of death. It is simply an invitation for creativity. So again, go back and listen to that. There's some really good stuff there in episode 96, but we're not in episode 96. We're in episode 97. And so today I am helping you fix your boring marriage. I'm going to give you some practical tools and some tips that you can apply to your marriage today. I'm curious to find out how many of you had a conversation with your spouse after last week's show. Because Sean actually is not only does he help me in behind the scenes with the podcast, but he listens to the podcast. And so I really enjoy the conversations that we have. But I do make sure that I don't like uncover him on this podcast. So I'm not going to say anything on this show that would be embarrassing or detrimental to him. I keep all those examples for our kids. <laughs> so here we are, episode 97. All right. Raise your hand if last week helped you. 
I hope it did. I could see your hand in the spirit. You're welcome. Let's talk about this, okay? I told y'all last week that there are going to be seasons in your marriage where you're going to feel like you are just bored out of your dang mind, all right? I've been married for almost 23 years, and I have been in seasons of boredom. Some seasons have lasted longer than what I would have hoped, and Sean and I have had to be creative in getting out of there. Because here's the deal, you guys. If you don't do something intentional to get out of your boring marriage, then your marriage will eventually deteriorate and you will find yourself saying, maybe we need to just call it quits. Like, it's been a great run. Appreciate you, but I'm out. And that is what we want to avoid. We don't want to get into a space where we're so hopeless and we're just so unfulfilled that we are talking about the D word. Ladies, it's time for you to level up your wife game and join me for my next Wife Life Group Coaching Mastermind. Experience the best of both worlds as you glean from the wisdom of me as your main coach, plus a supportive team of women supporting women in marriage. During our weekly group sessions, you'll receive support on issues concerning your marriage and participate in real talk. Somebody say real talk. Real talk discussions on topics like communication, boundaries, sex, mommy issues, self-care, and so much more. Ladies, you are not going to want to miss this. Registration is happening right now at danashay.com forward slash wife life. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash wife life. Wife life is open to all married and engaged women. So be sure to invite your friends. Don't delay, ladies. Register today at danashay.com forward slash wife life. So what can we do to fix these boring marriages? Okay, last week we talked about being vulnerable. We talked about opening yourself up. We talked about letting your spouse in, letting them see the real you, all your flaws, all of your crazy dreams and passions and your insecurities even, things that you are not necessarily wanting to always share with them, but you have to share so that they can get to know you on a deeper level. If your relationship remains surface, then it's going to get boring. So you got to be able to go deep in your relationship. We also talked about having shared goals. So what are some things that you too can work on, like a big goal, a combined effort that you can actually be reaching for together? Again, I'm not going to go into detail there because we already talked about that on last week's show. But let's talk about some other things that you can do to fix your boring marriage. Let's first of all understand that spontaneity isn't always sexy. Like, think about it. When we think of a boring marriage, what do we immediately think of most of the time? We think of romance. We think of spontaneity. We think of doing things that are outside of who we are as normal people sometimes. And spontaneity is an important aspect in marriage. Don't get me wrong. You should have moments of spontaneity. You should be spontaneous, not only in your sex life, but even in your normal kind of everyday living life. All right. But if you're constantly chasing the spontaneous moments, if you're constantly chasing the exciting moments, if you're constantly doing things in your marriage to try to provoke some sort of level of excitement, then you're going to be chasing your tail feathers the whole marriage. So, yes, be spontaneous at times, but 
Learn to appreciate the natural rhythms of marriage as well. Learn how to appreciate the planning because good marriages take planning. I mean, how many of you want to go on a vacation and everything is spontaneous? Not me. I want to know that we're going to eat at some point in the vacation. And I don't want to just stumble upon some restaurant that we have not looked at the Yelp reviews. I'm sorry. I am not that kind of person. I need to look at a Yelp review. I need to see a picture of that restaurant or something. I don't want the whole thing to just be spontaneous all the time. And that's what I'm saying about marriage is that there are moments of spontaneity, but there are also moments of planning. There are things like paying bills. There are things like raising children. There are things like going to church or going to work right? That aren't like exciting and fun and spontaneous, but they have to be done. Don't think about chasing spontaneity all the time because spontaneity is not always sexy, nor is it secure. So appreciate those moments of stillness. Something else I want to tell you guys is that a lot of times our marriages get boring when we're just not spending enough time with each other. Maybe you're spending too much time with your kids. And yes, that is a thing. Think about when is the last time that you and your spouse just took a trip together. Speaking of trip together, Sean and I actually have an upcoming trip to Jamaica. Just the two of us. Where are the kids going to be? Home. They're not coming with us. We're going on family vacation. But this is not that. Okay? And I do believe that as a couple, you need to always, constantly invest in your relationship. I tell my kids all the time. They're always like, you like dad more than us. Absolutely. I knew him longer than I knew you. And yes, I love him more than I love you. And your children need to know that. That actually brings kids security when they know that like my parents are rock solid, that their whole lives are not intertwined in us. Because you all, we see this happen so often where after 20 years, that's actually one of the peak times for divorce. Did you know that? That about 20 years in is when a lot of couples decide that they're going to go their separate ways. Why is that? It's because they've wrapped their whole relationship around their children. They stopped having couples date night and instead they did family night. Family night's great, but don't do family night and forsake couples night. Remember that before the children came along, there were you two. And after the children leave, there will be you two. So if your marriage is boring, it could be that you're simply not investing enough time in your relationship. Time, 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 quality time. Not sitting on the couch while your husband's watching a TV show and you're scrolling on your phone. That's not quality time. Put the phones down, turn the TV off, find something that you can do together that brings both of you joy. Find a new hobby together. Try that. Find something to do where you're spending that time together. Okay, off my soapbox. All right, I want to tell you something else though. Something else that you can do to fix your boring marriage is to stop having boring conversations. Y'all, you know it's true. Like, do you love talking to your spouse? Or when you see your spouse's number come across your phone, do you think, "Uh uh-oh, something's wrong, or they're asking me what's for dinner, or one of the kids might be hurt? When I see Sean's name come across my phone, I'm like, ooh, look who's calling me. Now, he's going to say that I never answer my phone, which is not true, okay? My phone is just always on Do Not Disturb. I forget to turn it off. And so it'll be like on Do Not Disturb. And he's supposed to be like one of the people that can break through that. You know how like, well, if you have an iPhone, you know that it'll tell you like who are the people that 
you'll still be able to receive calls and texts from even if you are in Do Not Disturb. Well, I don't know what happens, but half the time my phone is on Do Not Disturb. And the other time my phone is like downstairs and I'm upstairs or my phone's in the bottom of my purse. I'm not one of those people that's constantly on my phone, but I digress. I do enjoy seeing his name come across the phone when I do see it, okay? If you and your spouse are having boring conversations, your marriage is going to be boring. If all of your conversations are about the kids or about work or about your neighbors or about some arbitrary thing, then your marriage is going to be boring. Think about your best friend. When you guys get on the phone or when you ladies get on the phone, what do y'all talk about? When you're texting, if you find something funny, who's the first person that you think to send it to? Because when I find stuff funny, I text Sean. And, you know, when there's a problem that comes up, obviously I call him. But I don't want all of our conversations to be problem-centric, to be figuring out solutions for life's most challenging issues. Like, that's a lot. So sometimes you need to lighten it up. Find things that are funny. Find things that are interesting. Like I said last week, find something that's new that the two of you can pursue together. When you come in the house, if your first question is, hey, how was your day? Well, it's the same that it was yesterday and the day before and the day before and the day before. Can we find some different openings? Hey, you look great today. Hey, what's the funniest thing that happened at work today? Hey, tell me what happened with that situation you were telling me about yesterday. Like follow-up conversations, right? Keep the conversations interesting. Keep them engaging. Think about your spouse as a friend because hopefully they are. They're your friend. So how would you treat your friend? Treat your spouse the same way and then add something to it. Make it better. They should be your best friend. They should be your favorite friend. So if you can't talk to your spouse like your friend, then you've got some work to do in that area. Something else that we need to remember is to stop comparing your marriage to someone else's. Now, I know that this can be like white noise advice because we hear it so much. Stop comparing. Stop comparing. The highlight reels that you see on Instagram don't show people's backstory. And I'm really telling you guys the same thing. We've got to stop comparing our marriages to other people's. Some of y'all have a good marriage, but because you're looking at somebody else's portrayal of a great marriage, you start to think that your own is boring. So some of you are just not in a position right now to be able to like do all of these fancy things or to be able to take these wonderful vacations or to be able to experience these like out of the box opportunities, right? So if your marriage is just steady and stable, maybe you don't have a boring marriage. Maybe your marriage just doesn't look the same as somebody else's. Now, with all that being said, if you truly feel like, hey, we can improve in this particular area of our lives. I just mentioned vacations, for example. Take a vacation. Or if there's something that you can do to add some color or add some vibrancy to your marriage, then by all means do so. But just make sure that you're not doing so because you're trying to compete with this other marriage or because you want to feel like we've got these wonderful adventures too. Don't do it out of that motivation. But of course, there are going to be other marriages that are more exciting than yours. And guess what? There are other marriages that are not as exciting as yours. We have got to do better as couples with the whole comparison game. It's no bueno, guys. I did a whole podcast on this. If you remember way back, episode 12, the Relationship Mistakes series, it's all about comparison. 
and how easy it is for us to fall into the trap of comparing our marriages to someone else's. But as we talked about in that episode, sometimes we can compare ourselves to our partner. So let's say, for example, you just stumbled upon a new hobby and now you think that your spouse is supposed to somehow adopt that new hobby as well. Or like me, you're an avid reader, but your spouse, like Sean, is not. And so I can compare myself to him and be like, well, I am more knowledgeable about X, Y, and Z because I read and you don't. And then I could start becoming resentful toward him because he's not as enlightened as I am. Uh, On last week's show, we talked a little bit about making your sex life more passionate, more fulfilling, trying new things in that area. So that's another area where you can fix your boring marriage. Sex is very important to marriage. And people who downplay it and act like it's not a big deal, that is just not the truth. Sex is a very important part of marriage. If you are physically able to have sex, make love, that sounds better for you, then you need to do that. All right. And you need to keep it fresh because if that thing goes stale and it starts getting boring in that department, it can color the entire marriage. And you can feel like your entire marriage is boring because the one aspect your physical intimacy is boring. Now, I'm going to say something that's always controversial, but it's always true. And it's that some of you, you have lost yourselves. You have started to wither away as an individual. Maybe you've given up on your dreams or you've given up on the things that used to bring you joy or things that used to bring you excitement. And you are feeling like I've lost myself. Therefore, my marriage is unfulfilling. Therefore, my spouse is boring. Okay, you've got to be really careful about doing that. The thing about marriage is that you always have to be growing as an individual on your own. You cannot put that responsibility on your spouse. So if you feel like you're losing yourself, if you feel like you're withering, if you feel like you're decreasing in value, diminishing, whatever it is, don't look to your spouse to do it. That's your responsibility. So when you lose yourself, a lot of times you can feel like your whole marriage is boring. But it might not be your marriage. It might just be you. So that's an easy fix, right? Fix yourself and fix your marriage. Now, along those same lines is that maybe you're just boring. I'm sorry to say it like that. I don't know how to say it any nicer. But like, maybe you're just boring. I tell my kids all the time, bored people are boring. When I was a kid, I was never bored. Ever. Not ever. I don't think I ever told my mom I was bored. I was so full of creativity. I would be in my room with my little doll babies. I would be teaching them, preaching to them about Jesus. We'd be singing songs. I was writing books. I had a whole world within my little world in my bedroom when I was a kid. But my point is, is this. If you are bored as a person, your relationships are going to be boring. And some of y'all are putting some unnecessary accusations on your spouse, like, oh, this marriage is so boring, when really it's you. So find something fun to do with yourself. Tap back into your creative self as a child. What are some things that you used to do that you used to love? Did you used to love to draw? We'll start drawing again. Did you used to love to make up stories? We'll start writing. Do something. Stop being boring and your marriage will stop being boring. And then the final thing that I'll say about fixing your boring marriage is that sometimes you all, we just need to have a perspective shift. And I talked about this on last week's show when I talked about marriage like a roller coaster, how sometimes people are always looking for the constant excitement, but there are calm parts even on a roller coaster. 
So having a perspective change will give you new eyes, fresh vision to see that your marriage is going to go through seasons of calmness, of stillness, where there's not a lot of hoopla, there's not a lot of activity, there's not a lot of excitement. And the older that I get, the more that I'm really appreciating those moments, those seasons, where Sean is my steady Eddie. I know that he's going to come home every night. I know that he's going to go to work every day. Like there are certain rhythms that we're in that actually bring me comfort and peace. If Sean woke up and was like, it's going to be an exciting day today. I think I'm not going to go to work. And I don't know if I'm going to come home either. Like, oh, that's exciting. All right. But not exciting in a good way. And so sometimes we just need to be careful what we wish for. I've seen many of couples who have come before us and have gotten married after us, who it seemed like their marriage was the most exciting, fun thing. And I found myself falling into that whole comparison thing. And that thing fizzled out so soon. And they were over before it began. You cannot sustain a marriage on excitement alone. There are so many other aspects of a solid, enduring marriage. Should excitement be in the mix? Of course. But so should appreciation and patience and trust and dependability and commitment and authenticity and vulnerability and so many other more important ingredients that go into a marriage. So my encouragement to you all that are feeling like you're stuck, that are feeling like you're in a boring marriage, go back and listen to episode 96 again. And then some of what I've shared today, hopefully, will give you a new perspective on the season that you're in in your marriage. Now, if you do feel stuck and you know that you've been in a stuck point for a long time and you're like, Dana, this ain't that though. Like this is something different. This is like we're both losing hope. We both have zero desire to even work on our marriage or to even invest in our marriage. Well, then my friend, there might be something there that's at the root of this problem that we do need to dig into, that we need to excavate, if you will, to find out what is really going on. Your marriage is worth it. It's worth the dig. It's worth the finding. It's worth the investing. And so if you need to schedule an appointment with me, then do so. We'll get on the phone. We'll talk about what's going on. I'll give you some pointers and we'll get you in a better spot. So if you need help in this area, please reach out. You can find all of that at danashay.com forward slash coaching. Or again, if you're on the Real Relationship Talk website, then just click the coaching tab. Get a new perspective. Get a new outlook, a fresh outlook on your marriage. Ask your spouse if they think you have a boring marriage. I think there's probably nothing that's more humbling than when I see our marriage as problematic. And then Sean's like, I would give us an eight in that area. I think we're doing great. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, well, let me look at it from your perspective then. That's helpful. So have a conversation with your spouse. But by all means, if you're stuck, And if you've been in this boring phase for too long, my friend, let's talk about it. All right? Let's go out and create thriving marriages where we are both proud of. Thanks so much for listening today. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to Real Relationship Talk with Dana Shea. Find the show notes, helpful articles, and more relationship tips at realrelationshiptalk.com. Enjoying the show? 
Be sure to rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember to subscribe. We'll see you on the next episode. Hello, this is Dr. Doug Grothuis, host of Truth Tribe, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about what matters most. And we are not tribal since truth is for everyone. Please join me at the Truth Tribe as I discuss the reasons for Christian faith, the Christian worldview, and moral issues such as abortion and gender ideology. To listen now, go to lifeaudio.com or search Truth Tribe on your favorite podcast app.